All right, the savants are back. We're ready to roll, fresh off of Thanksgiving break. I think we have three episodes um, the next few weeks to finish up uh, the first half of the year, and there will be an exciting uh, final battle royale with all the battle royales in our last episode of the year, so you won't want to miss that one. Um, we got a busy week in sports. The NFL is heading into the stretch run. Um, we We kind of know who the playoff contenders are going to be, and there's some really interesting races all across the league, um, both the NHL and NBA, even though we don't really talk about the NBA except for Shankar, and he he lets us know that, that we're wrong in our opinion. Yeah, but we're, we're, missing, and out I are, on, no, we're, we're missing out on so much. Yeah. So, so much. It's so yeah, it, There's so much parody in the league, right? I know, right? Yeah, I know, it's great. It's, it's actually crazy. Clippers number one in the West. How about yeah, that? I'm sure it's going to last. How oh, about really last. that? I'm sure it'll last. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk about college football as uh, three of the four college football playoff teams are set and debate who that fourth team should be. Um, have our battle royale um, and a top five and then some NHL talk as usual. But uh, we'll start off with um, our honorary savant of the week. Um, it's going to be Philip Rivers. He threw 27 for 28. Um, highest completion percentage highest completion in history. percentage ever. Over 20 passes, I think. Yeah. So that, that stat right there, that's enough. To, yeah, I think he completed 25 in a row at one point. You know, he wasn't the only one to only miss one pass. I know, Mario also had yeah. one. <laughs> Did but they he lose? lost. Yeah, they yeah, lost. He so. lost. Yeah, it diminishes it a bit. Get, yeah, getting the W for sure um, puts him up there. He has to be the honorary savant this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's a great yeah uh, single game never, accomplishment. Never, so. never been done before. Exactly, exactly. Philip Rivers. Um, yeah, great performance by him. So we'll move on to our top five. It's the final and this week it'll be the top five. Sporting events that we've actually witnessed, so it has to be something that we remember. It can't just be something in our from lifetime, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even like Historical. from when we were, you know, five. I'd say less than five, five or yeah. or younger, you know. Um, yeah, and yeah, we we don't have to actually be at these games. Yeah, just, just something mm-hmm. that we we witnessed. We exactly. Saw or All right. um, so I'll go, 20, I'll go yeah, first. Dylan. All right, so I have two honorable mentions. Uh, first one is Clemson beating Bama in the national title game. I, Deshaun Watson put on one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in that game, and the walk-off TD to win was pretty memorable. The other honorable mention I've got is American Pharaoh winning the Triple Crown. Just knowing that it hadn't been done in that long and witnessing it be done, it was kind of cool to see something from a generation's past been done again in did my you generation. Did watch it? Oh, yeah, I watched the Triple oh, Crown. I did not watch it at all. I, it was one of those <laughs> things where, like, I didn't watch the first two legs, yeah. but once I heard that he had won the first two and people were hyping it up, like, yeah. this might be the one, I was like, I should probably watch okay. the Belmont. Uh, on to the actual top five. At number five, I have Usain Bolt's second gold medal. I remember all the talk coming into that was, could he repeat Carl Lewis's feet? Johan Blake had just beat him at the Jamaican trials, and Bolt just put on a memorable performance and secured that second goal to join the elite in sprinters. Number four, I have Cleveland topping Golden State in Game 7. It's still one of the most, probably the most memorable basketball game I've ever watched. Just that final fourth quarter, all the missed buckets in the five minutes to lead to Kyrie hitting that three was insane. Number three, I have the Iron Bowl kick six when Auburn 
beat Alabama to go to the national title game on a miracle play as time expired. It was something I had never seen done. I didn't even know it was possible when I watched it because I was still Mm -hmm. pretty young. Number two, I have Tiger's putt winning the U.S. Open. I remember watching that golf round because my dad watched a lot of golf and I was forced to watch. And sure enough, it's still one of those things that I will think back to as much as I don't like watching golf. The the fist pump. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was just memorable. He did it on one leg. It was just, it was the ultimate story. Mm -hmm. Um, And at number one, there's definitely bias here. I have Crosby's golden goal at the Vancouver Olympics. I'm pretty sure the entire country of Canada was watching that game. Like, I've heard stories. I had a teacher in elementary school who said he was out west at a hockey arena, and there was not a single fan in the stands because they were all in the lobby watching the Olympic game. Mm-hmm. It was just, I remember watching Zach Parise tied the game with 24 seconds left, and it was like, what's going to happen in overtime? And then Crosby pulls and they off did it. the goal. I, I love that that game ended in OT because oh, yeah. it would have gone to a shootout, and you, oh, can't, I know. you can't win a gold medal. Yeah, that would have been a, stupid. I would have been so pissed if, <laughs> yeah, it, if it had gone to a shootout. That would have been the worst. Oh, Canada. I'm not saying I I can't say it. (laughs) Yeah. I can't either, but I I had to do that. That was was, was insane. You weld with Canadian pride. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the the Chad. Chad. I don't know why any CFL moments didn't make it on our list, guys. We did witness witness a good game. We did. Also, Trent Richardson was there. Weird weird coincidence. (laughs) Shankar, we'll we'll go to you. Okay, so I don't have any honorable mentions, so I'll just go into the top five. Number five, I have Villanova beating North Carolina at the buzzer to win the 2016 National Championship game. I actually forgot about that one. Uh, That was, I mean, I hate North Carolina. I have a huge bias against them, so I was rooting for Villanova the entire way, and to see them pull it off at the last second was was amazing. Uh, Number four, uh, I have Usain Bolt winning the 100-meter 2008 sprint. and the Beijing one. Yeah, the Beijing one, and showboating before he got to the finish line. Yeah, that one And he still broke his world record. Yeah, I had to pick between 08 Bolt and the repeat Bolt, because I knew I had to pick one. Because I I remember watching both of those. I just love him easing up, looking at the crowd, (laughs) giving him the nod. And it created, like, four years of dialogue of if Bolt could crack 9.5 if he tried. Like, the dialogue that showboating. And he almost cracked 9.5. Yeah, 9.58. He eased up. Like way Again. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three for me is the kick six in the Iron Bowl yeah. a couple years ago, uh, where Auburn beat Alabama on the returned field goal yeah. to end the game. I mean, that's the craziest play I've ever seen in football. I think, just especially to win a game yeah. of that magnitude. Yeah, on such a period, weird play. I think it's the yeah. wildest NFL or, or any football play I've ever seen. And, and yeah, it saved us from seeing another Alabama, Alabama. Yeah. national yeah. title. Yeah, because yeah. they really did. They booted them out of the playoffs yeah. also. Yeah. Or, well, BCS. back then it was two. Yeah, yeah and, and they would have won the yeah. BCS. I mean, Probably. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, the last two are going to be biased picks for me. Uh, number two is Damian Lillard hitting the buzzer beater on Houston with .8 left in 2014 to advance in the playoffs. See, the only um, that's the only buzzer beater to win a series <laughs> yeah. that I can, yeah. I can remember in the NBA. Yeah, so, and for me, you know, a, por- a Portland. You got it. Portland pride gotcha. right there. Yeah. Um, and I was watching it with a lot of people, and there was only one person in the room that actually thought we could win, and seriously believed it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> but but when he did, uh, when he predicted it, uh, it was it was truly a sight to behold. Dame time. Yeah. yeah. And that was probably the birth of Dame time. Yeah, that yeah. was when it reached yeah. the official status yeah. of a thing. The like, birth yeah. of Damien Standard Time, uh, the new time zone. Yeah. And number one for me, it's Duke beating Wisconsin in the 2015 National Championship. Uh, I mean, there wasn't, like, any crazy moment. Yeah. 
but it was because I was watching it with a bunch of like my classmates and they were all rooting against Duke just because I liked them so much and they all knew it. I mean, Duke isn't exactly the most loved program. I know, I know. <laughs> but in a room full, like, 25 people, and you're the only one yeah. cheering for that, one team. That's the most satisfying yeah. feeling. Yeah, that's, of, that, like, it's number one, well, one, because of Duke, and two, because exactly of that yeah. satisfying feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's my top five. Alrighty, so I'll go into mine. Number five, I'm surprised both of you guys left it off your list. Uh, now, the Giant, no, the be Giants surprised. beating the Pats uh, in I mean, it was memorable, but... I, I mean, was going to say... the. The, the helmet David catch. Tyree, yeah, the was helmet a, catch. Was a helmet catch. Yeah. yeah, that would be an honorable mention. And and just the the fact that the Pats were going going for yeah. the the nineteen and zero season. Yeah. yeah. And Almost you know at, at that point, obviously, I I haven't liked the Pats. Uh, now I respect them more than I did back then. Uh, just I respect because, them. I don't like them. Still yeah, them. yeah. Same. I respect yeah. them. I never liked them. So I really took a lot of pleasure in seeing a team like that lose. Yeah. Um, just like number four for me, um, the Cavs being the Warriors. Okay, nice. You know, we could agree on this one. Yeah. Um, that was just so satisfying because, like, like you, I was watching it with a bunch of Warriors fans. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and half half of them were complete bandwagoners yeah. who had knew nothing about basketball before they got they got really good. And just that game, the culmination of the six games before it just made it that much better. Yeah. Like, in a microcosm, that game, it's a good game, but it's nothing to really write home about. But in no, the context just... of the six games leading up to it, yeah. I just think it made it to, a, like, a way different level. Yeah, and then um, Kyrie hitting the game yeah, winner. Yeah, I mean, it was like, And then LeBron's great, block LeBron's on block, Iggy, yeah. It was just... It was Everything one of the wild last perfect. minutes I've yeah. seen in a basketball game. LeBron collapsing to the floor and crying. Yeah, and like, yeah was... the Cleveland effect, too, was mm-hmm. part of what made it great. Yeah. Number three for me, big personal bias here, but um, when the Canucks beat the Blackhawks in 2011 in the first okay. round, I, yeah. I realize it's a first-round series, yeah. but it went to Game 7, went to OT in Game 7, and the Canucks were up three nothing yep. in the series. They blew the three nothing lead. They had lost to Chicago the two years before. Yep, I remember watching that game. So it was just there was so much riding on on the line there. They probably would have fired their coach had they lost. They oh, probably, absolutely. <laughs> and and that led to a, a Stanley Cup final run that you know really, we won't talk about. It. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna get into it. But I'm guessing they lost. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was a big riot after, but like I said, <laughs> for, for another day, maybe okay. for no day at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alex Burroughs scored the OT winner. It sent Vancouver into pandemonium. Yep. It was it was awesome, uh, number three for me. Number two, I don't know. Dylan, I'm surprised that you didn't put this one on your You're list. You're making me feel bad for my list Cubs now. winning the World Series in, oh, in 2016. Yeah, we were together for that game, too. That was, uh, okay. that was yeah. the best baseball game I've ever watched. Maybe the best single game, you know, outside of my number one, honestly. Yeah. But it was just so, like, the rain delay late in the game. Yeah. We had Cleveland with the late homer to tie it. Like, everything. Like, and then the Cubs finally getting it done. Yeah. When... I think part my excuse for that is that I wasn't really exposed to the Cubs fandom until I came here to Purdue. Like, I... Yeah. I very loosely followed baseball. I only knew the Yankees and Red Sox were the teams. 
It's just something I never thought I'd see happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, series, see, and like, see, I didn't know that until years. that year. Yeah. So there wasn't this like huge anticipation that there was on some of these other ones or a level of familiarity that I had with. And some I, of the other I ones. knew the whole. I'd seen the Steve Bartman thirty for thirty. Yeah. I knew the whole. Yeah, like I. Yeah, curse. it's it'd yeah. probably be in my top five if I rewrote it now. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, number two for me. Number one, we've already gone over it. Crosby. Yeah. I'm a Canadian. Yeah. That's that's all you need to know. It's, that's like the, the equivalent of winning the World Cup in my mind. Yeah, I mean, because Canada, Canada's hockey is to those other countries soccer. Well, here's the thing: I was obviously I, I had lived in the states for a while then, and all my friends were, you know, obviously going to be rooting for Team USA. And if we lost yeah. in our national sport in you Canada, know, you know how much <laughs> in Vancouver, you know how much shit. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Would get for that, I'd still yeah. be hearing it to this day. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, just Crosby say Crosby spared me from yeah all that. Well, it was it was like it was a country rivalry. It was overtime. I mean, it was was in my hometown. Yeah, Parise tying it. It was just that was the ultimate roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. And like that's one of those games where I will never forget where I was when I watched it. Yeah, and Ryan Miller, uh, the Team USA, he played just unreal. And actually, that last goal was a that was a weak goal for him to give up. I'm never gonna blame a goalie for missing a five hole. That it's the trickiest save to make. You you can speak from experience. I can. It's a fundamental save, but it's Mm -hmm. it's a really easy brain lapse. Yeah. Um all right, so now that we're done with our top five, we'll roll into the NHL. Um now you know obviously now we're over a quarter of the way done with the season. Yeah, I've, um, I've got two takes for you that yeah. I've been thinking about today. Mm-hmm. First one, post-injury Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL. I don't know if you've seen this guy's stats when he returns from injuries, but it's absurd. It's like last year in his three returns, the, like the following five games he was averaging two points a game. This wow. Like last week, yeah. or I think it was the other night, Wednesday night, first game back, two goals. Like Toronto just, I don't know what this kid has when he comes back from an injury but it's the most bizarre thing ever and the second one i think vegas is going to the playoffs well that division the pacific is so bad i mean yeah and vegas it looks like they're starting to figure it out patcheretti's worked out well well and nate schmidt's coming back from his ped suspension now nate schmidt's back um they're getting depth. Like patcheretti has a i think it's seven game points yeah he's playing he's playing really well well um I mean, the thing is, is with an expansion team is you're never going to have depth. That's one mm-hmm. thing you're not going to have. And early this year, they had some injuries. They had a suspension. And Fleury wasn't playing the greatest. He's returned to form recently. And they look more like the team we saw last year now that they're healthy and starting to get some of the bounces they got last year. And they're only a point behind first in the division. So, yeah, you know, I could, I could see this team, if they stay healthy, I could see them winning uh, the Pacific again. Yeah, like I, really. I, I know there was a lot of talk that oh they suck, and I was, I was starting to buy it. I never fully bought into the fact that they were just not a good team. I just think they were having some bad luck. But mm-hmm. I think now that they've righted the ship and they're in that division, I think they've got a really good chance at getting to the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, let, let's stick on the Pacific for a bit. Anaheim has kind of also started, started to win. Um, I think they they could be in contention for that number three spot in the yeah, Pacific. They can. Um, Arizona and 
Vancouver, wow, they've uh, they've fallen off the map. I'm not gonna um, bail on Arizona yet because their goal differential isn't that bad, and they've won two in a row. So it's not like they're in this massive they, slump they, right now. They just now. beat Nashville, actually. Yeah, in so Nashville. I, I think yeah. they might just be a team this year that's up and down a lot. I think we'll see them fluctuate close to that third place mark and then fall just short, and then come back and get close to it. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're going to see them consistently in the top three in that division. Yeah. But I think they're going to be always within striking distance. Mm-hmm. Edmonton, the Hitchcock era is off to an interesting start. I mean, we've had wins and losses and everything in between. I don't um, really know what he's going with here. I I don't know either. And I just, you know, I, I got a feel for Connor McDavid. Like, My prayer is that Ken Hitchcock doesn't ruin Connor McDavid. I don't think he will. I mean... Um, He's saying all the right things, but we're mm-hmm. gonna have to see how that pans out. I do and feel I bad thought, for me. I David, thought though. Hitch was completely done with coaching. And yeah, I, I did too. It shocked me that yeah. they hired him. I was thinking Quenville was the guy that they would they would go after. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would have been a good hire. Because they just obviously Chicago just fired Quenville. There's been a few firings. Um, yeah, there's been a bit of, of a early shuffling. I, it's okay. What it is is first we had the past dynasties all clean in house i mean chicago and la chicago la yeah, yeah. Like they were like finally dusting their hands off and realizing that things <laughs> need to be done yeah um and philly they they fired yeah their gm ron hextall, ron hextall. i mean that that's got a sting because ron hextall is a philly icon i mean he's arguably the most iconic goalie they've ever had the thing is it, it had to have been something um within probably a disagreement between him and the president paul holmgren i think that led to his firing because yeah i don't think he's drafted bad i mean connectney's looked like a solid prospect nolan Konechny, patrick's nolan good patrick, i mean patrick uh, was a bit of a no-brainer but mm-hmm. still uh gostas bear yeah um, he's been great since since they got him yeah i mean there are the pieces there for a, a team um that turns into a contender in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that they have the best goalie prospect. Oh, yeah, um, Carter Hart. Carter oh, Hart. my God, yeah. that kid is unbelievable. So whenever he comes up, it, the problem for Philly, ever since I've gone into hockey, they've never had goaltending. They haven't. That's, I know. That's been their, their bugaboo yep. forever. Yeah, um, Carter Hart is special. I, but I think that they could they could figure it out with Carter Hart. I yeah, think oh, man. I, I can speak from experience. Price. I've seen that kid play. I remember watching him at the World Juniors for Canada. Mm-hmm. The numbers that kid put up in junior are some of the most gaudy stats you've ever seen. Like, I highly recommend you Google his London Knights stats because they uh, are absurd. Yeah. Um, of course, he's from the London Knights. I'm like, pretty sure. I'm not going to. Don't quote me on that yet. But yeah, I'm going to look it up right now while we continue talking. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. Buffalo, man. They're, they're legit. I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying in on the stock. Wagon. Yeah. Um, they've won. Well, they just lost uh, last night to, to Tampa. But before that, they'd won 10 in a row. Yeah. Um, I think this team's for real. Oh, I, yeah, I do, too. I They're pretty I've legit. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it up for a full season because that's mm-hmm. the question with a lot of these teams that are young and they get hot early is if it's a sustainable thing. But so far it looks like they've got the pieces. Also, one last note on uh, Carter Hart. In junior, in 2016-17, he had over 54 games, a 1.99 goals against average and a 9.27 save percentage. And then 2017-18, in the WHL, he had a 1.6 goals against average and a 947 save percentage over 41 games. Wow. So this kid's legit. Yeah. I I am looking forward to him uh, starting 
to play for the Flyers because yeah. that, that he'll I, be the next. I think the clock's ticking. I know the Flyers and almost any of any other NHL team they like to wait on the goalie prospects because yeah. I do think they need more time to develop. Well, same. I mean, Vancouver has uh, Thatcher Demko, who's yeah. their their goalie prospect. He's going to be their next number one goalie. Yeah. but he's twenty three. Yeah, because he... goalie, it's one of those things where it's really easy to get demoralized. Mm-hmm. Like you come up and you start giving up four goals a game in the NHL, you're going to lose your confidence yeah. real quick. And he's playing in the NHL, um, or the the AHL this year. Obviously not the NHL. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't played yet. But I mean, you guys are still rolling with the Swedish meatballs. I don't the, know the Swedish meatballs. But I think that's helping us, uh, you know, have a chance for for Jack Hughes in this. Yeah, I know. Draft. Yeah, so you I'm, guys are joining it. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, as I mean, long as as long as Pedersen just keeps, you know, making some of these just. Unreal plays. He had one last night. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Vancouver lately, they look like they're on the uh, fast track. To, they're on the express rail to Jack Hughes right now. Yeah, they were and, like, enough with this being good shit. We're gonna get back to the basement, and they're making a real push. I mean, they're one eight and one in their last ten. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even LA is four and six in their last ten. I think so. LA, LA is gonna gonna pass us real. Yeah, quick they're here. they're gaining yeah. some ground on the mm-hmm. basement there. Yeah, uh, so I'm not I'm not complaining necessarily with what's happening next year if we're still this shitty. I will be complaining. Yeah, on the note of the uh, Buffalo Sabers being good, how damn good is that Atlantic Division? Dear God, it's the top three teams in the league right now. And then Boston's in a wild card spot, and they're playing pretty and well. They could they could work themselves into the top five in the league. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're plus nine goal differential. They're six two and two in their last ten. Like yeah. that division is absolutely loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Buffalo, that the, the um, chemistry between Jack Eichel and Jeff Skinner yeah. has been unbelievable. Eichel is he's always going to live in McDavid's shadow, but for all the stuff he's done, you can't deny he's one of the best prospects we've seen recently. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, 100%. like he's always and, gonna and live. He'll, he'll live kind of. I mean, obviously, he wasn't in the same draft year, but uh, both Matthews and yeah. Line are a little, yeah. little flashier. Yep. So, Eichel, you know, he's a great playmaker. Yeah. Um, he kind of reminds me of Joe Thornton a little, a little bit. bit. He's a goal scoring version. More goals. More goals. Yeah. More goals than Joe Thornton. Yeah, I mean, I, part of Eichel's Thornton other gets problem. Laugh, that's that's yeah. kind of who I think of. Yeah, I mean, Eichel. Part of the reason he isn't that flashy is he came out of Boston College. Like, I mean, in general, in hockey, college prospects aren't seen as, like, the hyped-up ones. It's mm-hmm. always the junior guys. Yep. And, I mean, Matthews played pro overseas at 18 years old, so... Line A, too. He's got the yeah, goal scoring exactly. Angle. I mean, he's Ovechkin Jr. Like... He he scored five. We I haven't know. talked about his five-goal yeah. game. Did you hear a fan won a million dollars off that game? Because they do the uh, the score and win. Yeah, and they so. got like I think I forget what it was. I think it was uh, twenty thousand dollars for like the next five yeah. years. I don't know what it was. No, it mm-hmm. wasn't five years. Fifty years? I don't know. Something out with the math. They get like a salary every month for the next X amount of years, and they get a million dollars total because one player scored five goals in a game. Yeah. That's uh, was that a bet? Or? I don't, I don't it's, know. It was it's, like a, it's like a Canadian supermarket that puts it together. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a promotional event. Oh, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. That's it's a promotion. We should do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the funds are going to come from. Yeah, but. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Line has twenty one goals in twenty four games. Yeah, he's but twenty four points. He only has three assists. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, he started out slow, but he is pouring it on recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, 
Let's see, what else could we could we talk about? I mean, that that pretty much covers it. Colorado, they they've been looking like most unstoppable line, still the most unstoppable line. I don't know if it's going to change. The thing is, I just don't see them as a contender. They don't have the the goaltending. I don't think they have the depth or depth. They'll I mean, be. They'll be like a Washington team of past. They'll do great in the regular season, and then we'll see what they're made of once the playoffs roll around. Probably a first round exit. Maybe, I don't know what a first round. I, I'm not gonna. Maybe they'll win one. I'm not gonna sell them out that bad. Although if they play Winnipeg, they're in trouble, which it looks like that is the likely scenario. At at this point, I yeah. Mean, I, like, I don't NHL, see. Win- I don't see so so quickly. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with those three at the top of that division, though. Now, yeah. I mean, Minnesota. They've now, had a good start. I now that Line A has resurged. Yeah. And Colorado, I mean, McKinnon and Rantanen. Yeah, it's I haven't seen a combo. They're that, like top three in points, I think, or top four. They're the top two. Are they top two? Okay, and yeah. The next guy, the next guy, I think it's Marner. He has five less points yeah. than McKinnon. Yeah, you know, I got I got two of those guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have to get in the fantasy. Uh, this is this is real, real life. Real life, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, McKinnon, Rantanen, I mean, they, I think both of them are on pace for over 130 points right now. Yeah, I, that's not going to last. No, <laughs> it won't last. I can see them both getting over 100. I'll give you that much. That's possible. I don't, I mean, the NHL scoring is up, but we don't really know if it's up for everyone else but McDavid recently. Cause I mean, outside of McDavid, 100 point seasons have been extinct the last like six years. I think it's like three or four other guys have gotten them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's more of a balanced game it is. now, There's, I think, than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, McDavid's bucked the trend, but so far, I think he has, like, as many 100-point seasons as anyone else in the last, like, eight years. Because now you have to be so fast and skilled yeah. to get into the league. There yeah. used to be, you know, like, your fourth line used to just be goons. Oh, I know, yeah. So now you it's only like, play them five or six minutes a Now night. it's, like, skill players that can kind of be goons. Like <laughs> Now, I mean, also, you don't see... You don't see forwards playing over 20 minutes a night. Yeah, I know. No, it's only defensemen play 20 yeah. minutes nowadays. But and I think it, it used to be maybe 24, 25. Oh, some, yeah, it used to be forwards. way higher. Yeah, so I think that's that's the reason why we're seeing um, kind of the, the downfall of the 100-point season for yeah, sure. Yeah, we should move on. Yeah, let's move on to uh, NFL. So in the NFL, um, I'm to start off, I mean, these guys – they they hate this team, but we're gonna who, have to talk who about them. Doesn't yeah. outside Actually, Cowboys that, fans? Yeah. That's true. Um, Only Cowboys fans like them. We yeah. have we have to give them their dues here. I mean, yeah. I I'll give them props. I mean, they did an amazing job on defense. I okay. If you would have told me that Drew Brees was gonna throw for 127 yards, I would have asked you if that was the first quarter. Yeah. Like same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and it just I. I don't know what happened. I mean, Shankar and I sat there last night watching the whole game, and we were it was confusion. Like, there was not well, one point in the game. It started off really auspiciously when Drew Brees missed his first four, four yeah. passes, and then the fifth one was like a three-yard completion. Yeah. That's not the way you want to start a game. Yeah, and it was just it wasn't even that the Cowboys went into halftime with a couple lucky bounces, and you could say, oh, the Saints will probably get things going in the second half. They were thoroughly outplayed from the first minute to the last minute in that game. And the Cowboys gave the Saints every damn chance to win that game, yeah. too. I mean, they had the fumble and then breeze through the interception in the final two minutes. 
I mean, the Cowboys' offense was by no means that impressive. No, the Cowboys' offense was decent in the first half and anemic in the second yeah. half. Outside of, basically, Ezekiel Elliott just running every yeah. every single play. Yeah, they did a good job of keeping Breeze on the sidelines, but, I mean, it was absurd yeah. how, like, ineffective and inept the Saints' offense looked after averaging, like, 40 coming into that game. I mean, yeah, it, when I was... Watching the game, I was really surprised because usually Drew Brees gets these like 20-yard completions to Kamara, to Michael Thomas, to some random no-names he has on his team. He wasn't getting any of those. Cowboys were locking him up on the back side and then giving him like three, four-yard runs max when Mm -hmm. usually Kamara breaks off chunk runs. Yeah, I think to some degree a little bit of a blueprint was laid last night i think part of it is we saw what the saints offense looks like when michael thomas gets locked up yeah things fall apart on the perimeter and we also see what happens when they go against fast linebackers that can stop the run and i think that will come back to the bears because i don't know if there's any other team in the nfc that has the linebackers the cowboys do to give the saints problems but the bears definitely do with khalil mack and company back there yeah and I'm by no means saying that the Bears are going to beat the Saints. I think we still need to see more weeks of both of those teams. But in terms of matchups, right now it's looking like the Cowboys have laid a bit of a blueprint, and the Bears look like a team primed to take advantage of that blueprint, personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bears are not the running game, though. That they the don't. Cowboys do. They don't. But in terms of defense, I mean, that yeah. was that was yeah. the blueprint there. Was well, stock- they, I think the Bears have the best defense in the league yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean... Um, I don't it's know been, by the numbers. It's but. been shown that you bottle up Michael Thomas and have fast linebackers to stop Kamara and Ingram, you're going to have some pretty good success. Yeah. And obviously the other huge factor was pressure up the middle. I mean, Breeze looked like a short quarterback last night. Yeah, he, he was sacked like five times, I think. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't see over the guys in front of him. I, normally the Saints create holes for him to look through, and there just aren't many teams that do that to New Orleans yeah. over the course of his career. So I don't know what to make of it yet. I mean, the Cowboys... We'll see what happens now that the expectations are starting to rise. We all know how they fare when everyone's expecting them to win. But it, it was a hell of, game, hell of a game. I mean, I can't knock their performance yeah. in any manner. By, by the numbers, this is interesting. It's actually the Ravens are... Oh, the Ravens are the number one, yeah. 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 The, the Ravens have Somehow. hit kind of a, a slog recently. Yeah, I, yeah. They were really good at the beginning of the season, yeah. and that also helped by the fact that they played the Titans and had 11 sacks in that game. Yeah. So that and helps they, them out greatly. I think they played the Bills in there. Yeah, they, they played, played a couple they yeah. played some real anemic offenses. I mean, offenses since the Panthers really dropped like 36 on them, they've looked far worse. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to the games uh, upcoming this week. Um, there aren't too many matchups between uh you know two contending teams save for the the sunday night game it's a big matchup um chargers in pittsburgh to yeah, take on the that's steelers a big one. that'll be big for especially because uh, nobody's really standings. talking about it but the chargers are only one game out of first place the chargers are really really I know, good i know they have a top five offense and a top five i defense. know but they're living in kansas city's yeah. shadow like yeah. they're eight and three that's and in a wild card spot that's oh yeah absolutely yeah. that's the but best well, well, think, think about the, the style of their quarterbacks you have money mahomes yeah, yeah. and then rivers who just Ro- is not, not, a, yeah. not, not a flashy guy yeah at all probably the least He's out there, yeah. Of, of the good quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, makes I mean, sense. yeah, it's just they're really flying under the radar. I think they love it. I mean. Yeah, this is the perfect place. Yeah. The problem is now they lost Melvin Gordon for a yeah. couple weeks. He has an injury. 
that they're gonna find out who they really are without him yeah. against Pittsburgh, who has a pretty ferocious defense. Um, so I don't know if they is that game in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know if they win that game. Yeah, that, that's, that's what makes one. it interesting. Yeah, without Melvin Gordon, that their offense is it's, hurt a little. Yeah. bit. but they have they have decent backup running backs. So I won't. And Philip Rivers, if need be, he'll just sling it around the field. He's yeah. Got, He's got a trio of wide receivers that's as good as anyone in the league. Let's yeah, the, let, let's see the line here. I'm interested in. Um, yeah, Steelers. It's, it's Steelers by three and a half. Yeah, so. that seems appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One other game I'm actually really intrigued by, and it's not necessarily a contender versus contender. I mean, it's not a contender versus contender matchup, but I think it's definitely going to be an intriguing game is Cleveland and Houston. Yeah, I, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. So like now. Houston's on a roll, but they oh, have not so played. Baker. They have not played the greatest of competition yeah. on this run. I mean, they, they just don't seem like an eight and three team. No. To me. They don't. I, I, I mean, their defense is unstoppable right now. I mean, JJ Watt is a monster possessed back from his injury. Yeah. I mean, last year he looked pretty iffy, but this year he looks like his old self. I would say their line is unstoppable. Yeah, their, their secondary is not that good right now. I think they're still top five overall defense though. I, and, and mostly because of the line I mean, just wrecking yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... And Deshaun, you got to say he's having a sophomore slump right I mean, now. Okay. He had a sophomore slump. He he's kind of he's back looked, to form. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looked very game. good recently. Again, it's against mm-hmm. mediocre competition, yeah. which is why I do want to see the Cleveland game. Because Cleveland, they're 4-6-1, and one, but they are trending they up. Flashes and since year. Hugh Jackson got fired... Six wins. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, since Hugh Jackson got fired, they've shown a fire under their asses recently, and they uh, look like they're on a roll. Oh, and, I mean, we've got all the trash talk between Baker oh, and Hugh going on. It was on. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. We need more of that. That and the other good game is uh, Minnesota-New England. That's a that, that's a good one. Um, Minnesota's kind of coming back into form also. But it's in New England. That's the only... Oh, yeah. Then, I mean, it's a cold-weather game. Fox, bro. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota likes the cold. Well, I mean, they would live in an indoor stadium yeah. now, but... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I still think the Patriots will win that game because they're at home and it's December by the time that game's played. It's one Minnesota really needs, though. They do. When you look at it. They do, because they are right in the thick of that wild card race. And and let's be honest here. The Seahawks, they're going to be the Niners. They're going to take care of business at home. Come on. I don't don't know if that's much of a question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, so, don't count out Nick Mullins. <laughs> no, count him out. In this game. This, Seahawks, the, opposing te- the opposing team has Russell Wilson. Yeah, Pete Carroll has done a hell of a job. Yeah, he's this he's year. up there for coach, I was, coach I, of the year. I was asking Dylan this last night. If you had to take a quarterback to come back and win a game right now, who would you take? Because I said I'd take Russell Wilson. Yeah, my pick know. looks real bad today. But yeah, he picked Drew Brees. I'm, I'm sticking with yeah. it. I'm not letting one game sway that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I'd pick Russell Wilson, personally. I think in a few years, the answer will be either Mahomes or Mayfield. I just don't know if they'll be down. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I mean, you never said they have to be down. You okay, well, yeah. To lead a comeback. Yeah, I mean, okay, actually, intriguingly enough, Mahomes might be a good pick in Kansas City because they can put up points quick. Yeah. So I think if they're down, they can come back very quick, just big plays after give, big plays. Give Baker a few years. I think right now. Baker's got the swagger yeah. to do it. Right now, I I might have to go with Russ, yeah. too. I, I mean, might have to. The dude is magic. He's more magic than Rodgers is right now. I mean, Rodgers is nothing magical this year. Yeah. At, no. all, at all. There's no, no magic there this year. I'm sorry. I mean, we had a little bit of yeah. magic week one. Yeah. That was about it. When he came it. back from his injury. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That's all we've seen from Rodgers. I mean, I think every career stat, re- stat right now is a career low. Yeah. He just doesn't look the same. And I, I don't think know. You gotta, I think you got to... 
You got to do something in Green Bay to shake that team up. They're going to fire McCarthy. McCarthy's McCarthy's gone after this year. I guarantee. They're going to miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, he's definitely gone. Which it's looking like they're falling off pace. I think they have to. Hear what Roger says. We're gonna win every game and get I mean, some help. I mean, yeah, they have to win out. Did he? Did he say that? They have to win out and get some help. In all fairness, yeah. the last time he said we need to run the table, they, they did, the and they made the playoffs. <laughs> so, not gonna count them out yet. But they haven't, gonna won, count a, they out. haven't won a road game. Yeah, this they're year. they're not good this yeah, year. Yeah, they're four, six, and one. Um, but they do have one more game at home. Than they, they do, and they have home. a pretty nice schedule to win it out. They have the Cardinals. Uh, at home, the Falcons at home, at the Bears, that's a tricky game, at the Jets, not really, yeah, and at, the at, Lions. And at so, home against the Lions. Yeah. They should win four of those five games. Yeah. I think they will be favored. But I think they need help five. even if they win. The, win and the thing is, is we're saying they should beat teams. The teams that they should beat, they aren't beating this year. Yeah. And I, I looked at the Seahawks schedule, oh, and I think that's a really they have a joke yeah. of a schedule. Oh, yeah. so they play the 49ers yeah. twice. And the they, Cards. They play... They play, yeah, the Vikings, the Vikings and Chiefs. Chiefs and, so, so, yeah. Vikings, Chiefs. So I would actually be. say the Packers have an easier schedule in the, in the back half. But the Seattle, Seattre are a better team. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle has three guarantees. Yeah, Seattle has three guarantees. I think that would put them By that time, the Chiefs wins, might right? even yeah. be yeah. like resting their starters yeah. week 16. Yeah. It depends where the Chargers are yeah. at. Because yeah. that would that, be that the Viking game could decide who. Yeah, could decide wildcard. Yeah, the the top wild card yeah. spot yeah. at least. Yeah, well, I mean we're one. we're in the stretch of the season now where every game is impacting the wild yeah. card race massively. Yep. Most of the divisions you kind of know who's going to win outside of the Chiefs Chargers division. That one's still up for grabs. I would say the NFC East is also that one. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. It's still up for grabs. Yeah. But I mean that one. They have to play I, the Eagles and Colts. Yeah. So. But in the context of that one, I don't know if we're really uh, birthing a Super Bowl contender out of that no, division. No, no, no. Yeah. So that one feels a little more yeah. like a sideshow. Yeah. Uh, we should probably move on to the Battle Royale, don't you think? Um, well, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Colts, which, oh, who we I haven't mean, talked about. Yeah, I they look legit. I they, think they do look they legit. finally got a line. They have a yeah. line. All these years later. <laughs> and I think luck has to be in conversation for, for the MVP. Oh, yeah. Well, with Bree's performance last night... Yeah. If Luck puts on a, a Breeze, I think I think Mahomes still is probably Breeze yeah, performance opens the door for the rest of that two through four yeah. group of Mahomes, Luck, and Goff. Goff and, or Gurley. I mean, well, Gurley's probably going to be hovering yeah. in the fifth yeah. or fourth. Yeah, running back. That's yeah, problem yeah. I mean, back. he won't be a legitimate threat to yeah. one, but I think it opens the door for Mahomes and yeah. Luck. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was talking to a friend today. The Colts might have the best future outlook. They might. They fix their offensive yeah, line. Yeah, and they're all young. They're all young. Yeah. They already have Andrew Luck on they his massive contract. They have a hundred and fifteen mil. Yeah. So you can you can oh, legitimately yeah. sign Le'Veon yeah. and still probably have the most free agent yep. room. Yep. So they are set up for a massive. Yeah. They're pretty. Free they're pretty set. Yeah. I mean, I, them and Cleveland, I would say, have the best future outlook because Cleveland still yeah. has that boatload of draft picks they can use and rookie contract and rookie contract. Yeah. Uh, Baker helps. Yeah. So, we'll see, but, yeah, I mean, the I Colts... I would say, yeah, if you're talking about five years from now, the Colts are in the in a prime position to oh, be yeah. Super Bowl contenders for the next five yep. years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they, they play the Jags. They, they should definitely win that to get to 7-5. and five. I think this team gets into the playoffs. Oh, I, yeah, I think they do. I think the yeah, playoffs, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to win the division. It's just going to depend if Houston keeps it up. They play Houston and Dallas, so yeah. those will both be... Those will be the deciding games. They'll play yeah. the Titans, who they... Well, they beat him before, but it's at the Titans. You never know what you get with the Titans. Yeah, who knows? The Titans are the most frustrating team in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because Mariota's looked really good some weeks. And looked really bad. Other and weeks. looked terrible yeah. other yeah. weeks. We got to move on at this point um, for our battle royale. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! So this week on the battle royale, we're going to go through the GOATs. Uh, the um, kind of mostly the, the most the most agreed upon goats. Yeah, in in the that's big a good sports. Way to put it. Yeah, we're gonna put. Uh, here's the tail of the tape. We got Michael Jordan coming in with all the physical advantages in this yeah, matchup. Yeah. We got six foot six, two sixteen. Uh, Wayne Gretzky coming in at six foot one eighty five. Barry Bonds. That one might be a bit yeah. disputed. That's probably let's, the let's most. Go, let's go six two two fifteen. Yeah, six two. Now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying. Uh, are, you, are you talking PED? Bonds? Yeah, we're, we're going PED bonds. He might have been. I think he was 230 on PEDs. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, we'll go in between. We'll yeah. meet in the middle. Tiger at 6'1", 185. Although that's probably solid muscle. I mean, if you look at the guy. I could even see him being maybe 200. Yeah, he might yeah. be yeah. 200 now. Uh, Brady at 6'4", 225. Pretty much no muscle there. And uh, Roger Federer at 6'1", 187. Clean we have, so yeah. we have... Three guys at about the same yeah. same exact. Yeah. And then Jordan with yeah. a four-inch advantage. Yeah, and then and Bonds with just a massive size yeah. advantage. And then Brady, who's just... Yeah, I, th- I think Brady's uh, the, the sacrificial lamb in this match. Not Nobody who kisses their kids on the lips is advancing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We have so much shit on yeah. the show. Tom Brady, if you ever listen in, yeah. you, you are a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not apologizing. No. Yeah, we're, we're not apologizing. We don't feel bad. Stop kissing your kid. If you're listening, stop kissing him on the lips. Kiss you, him you on the cheek. You can't do it. Yeah. No, cheek. I mean, don't don't kiss it all on, on camera. Yeah. Don't, and no, no, yeah, no. don't do it on camera. And don't do it for like three seconds. Like, it was a long one. It wasn't a pack anyways i mean yeah, he's okay gone. yeah if, brady's if, gone if we've watched if we watched the nfl combine yeah that's all you need to that's see. all you need to see yeah. uh this man's not gonna and they just gang up yeah i mean it breaks my heart but gretzky's not long after no uh, he barely i think survives round one i think yeah. barry just tr- destroys him <laughs> yeah. i mean gretzky when he came into the league i think he was 155 pounds yeah i mean he was tiny i i can't logically move him past the he, he remind he reminds me of uh I'm bringing this up again, but Pedersen's frame, at least in the in the frame. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, I again, I think it's kind of a shoe, and I think Federer goes next. I mean, I think it's between Federer and Tiger, and I'm gonna. Ooh, ooh. I would take Tiger. Federer's oh, got I'd the. I take Tiger 100. I mean, Tiger. Oh, wow. We've Federer's seen videos stamina. of Tiger benching like 250. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, mean, Tiger's got the muscle to hang with these boys. Mm-hmm. And Federer, I mean... Federer's too classy, I think, to get dirty in this match, too. He That's has, true. He has the yeah. reaction time, but I can't see him throwing... I bet Bonds throw... Like, Bra- Bonds tires himself out throwing a lot of punches at Federer, but he lands one haymaker, oh, yeah. and he's gone. Yeah. He uses mm-hmm. up a lot of stamina, but he's yeah. gone after that yeah. one haymaker. Yeah. So, we're I, I would to... say I would say Bonds goes next. I think Jordan feasts on Bonds' weakness yeah. there, because, I mean, it's Jordan. He's got that competitive fire. Yeah. Bonds, He's... Jordan, yeah, I think Bonds. Yeah, I, I think Tiger sneaks into the top two, and I, I mean... Think, I think Tiger takes down I don't know. MJ. I, he, he MJ did... just has that MJ's killer the instinct. the most ferocious competitor yeah. maybe of all time. Here's, yeah. here's what I'll give you about Tiger. He was obsessed with Navy SEAL training. Like and that's that's how that's how yeah, that's, he. It's he a bit of a game, game changer. changer. Yeah, yeah. Game changer. I don't know if you guys knew that. I read this whole article about how he, when he was out, like that's all he was okay, doing. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna, to some degree, nullify that by his litany of back problems. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, he is, and, he is beaten up. And yeah. Jordan, I mean, like Shankar said, he might have the most ferocious killer instinct in sports history. Yeah. I mean, that man just There's does not lose. There's nobody to win more than Jordan. Yeah. Had. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a five inch height advantage and a 30 pound weight advantage. I, I don't know if I can logically yeah. pick Tiger in this matchup. So yeah, I, I, I think, think MJ just like Bane's tiger and just snaps tiger's back off his knee oh yeah i think that's what happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) just snaps him over his knee yeah and we never see tiger golf again yeah that's uh Mm -hmm. that's probably what happens yeah Yeah. all right so we're adding michael jordan to our then he throws tiger in the pit yeah (laughs) yeah carries on to take over uh whatever city he wants to so it'll be michael jordan Added yep. to our list and run right. through the list again if you have them all. John Gruden, Jamarcus Russell, OJ Simpson, Skip Bayless, Demarcus Cousins, rookie year Yaziel Puig, Ty Domi, Herm Edwards, and Michael Jordan. <laughs> what a wow, list! That's, that's I, like a who's who. Yeah, I don't know if we could ever make a list that wide ranging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're covering all list. aspects. Has there ever been a list that has had those same people on it? I doubt it. I would be shocked. This is the Never. first list I of think its kind. Yeah. We, should, we should tweet it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is our viral moment. Yeah. It is our viral moment. Um, we had an idea. I remember we were texting each other about, was it, oh, I'm going to bring him up again, but Drake. Remember, we were going to put together that. Oh, meme. right. I yeah. forgot to do that. I'm going to work on that. That's, yeah, that's a surprise. Big, big things coming from yeah. our, our Twitter account. Yeah. In, yeah. In the near future. Yeah, you'll see. Mm-hmm. We will We will definitely all see. Um, anyways. Let's get on to the big debate. It's yeah. going to be the debate everyone's talking about for the next week and a half. Who's the fourth team in the playoff? Yeah. yeah. Not week and a half. I guess like five days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, Selection committee's Tuesday, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think they changed Man, the day. The, the season that winded down real fast. Oh, I know. This stretch run went quick, and... We're in for another debate. It's going to be, uh, I mean, we got to see how things short out. I think, uh, disappointed in I think it's a guarantee at this point Alabama gets in, win or lose. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, because it's the all-Alabama. Yeah, bowl. and I mean, in all fairness, Alabama losing to Georgia, that is a better loss than either Ohio State or Oklahoma can put together. Yeah. Alabama is the more flawless team, unfortunately. I mean, the thing is, is... Both Oklahoma and Ohio State are very flawed teams. So the, the problem is, if Alabama loses to Georgia, then the top four set. Then what? Unless Pitt pulls off the upset yeah, of the I'm century. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. But, yeah, um, I mean, Notre Dame's a lock. Notre yeah. Dame and Alabama appear to be the locks here. Yeah, Notre Dame and Alabama. I would, yeah. Clemson, if they if lose, Georgia, they're out. If Georgia loses, I think you, have, you yeah. have to go with Oklahoma if they take care of business. I think, here's what I think would have to happen for Oklahoma to not make it. I think we need to see the same thing Ohio State did a few years ago with Cardell Jones against Wisconsin. They need to beat the living shit out of Northwestern, and Oklahoma needs to have another one of their 52-51 to games against Texas. Because, I mean, that year, Ohio State, it was, are they good enough to get in? And then they won 59 to nothing over Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. And then the debate was, do we throw a Big 12 team in? I think that year's TCU and Baylor were still the teams. Mm-hmm. And then it was Ohio State. I mean, it's it's all about what have you done for me lately. So I think if Ohio State puts on a performance similar to the one they had against Michigan and Oklahoma continues to look like they can't stop a living thing on defense, I think that really gives Ohio State the edge. But Oklahoma, I mean, 
it's it's hard to not put them in, if especially if they win, because then know. they would have avenged their only loss. Because Ohio State, yeah, that that's the big key. Yeah, Ohio State lost to Purdue. They don't have a chance to avenge that loss. No, they're playing Northwestern. And it was a really brutal loss. It was, it was twenty nine points. It was a twenty nine like, point loss where yeah. they weren't in the game at all, pretty much the entire yeah. game. Oklahoma barely lost to Texas in a shootout. Yeah, it was at Texas. Yeah, and yeah. And they I mean, get a chance to redeem themselves against Texas. So they have the biggest chance to make it into the top four. You know, if everything goes according to plan, meaning Alabama yeah, beats Georgia. Yeah. I mean, this I, is all predicated on the fact that Alabama does beat Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if Alabama loses, it's you're right, it's set. I mean, Clemson just needs to beat Pitt, who's 6-5, yeah. and five, I think, going yeah. into that game. Like, it's not looking like Clemson's going to lose. They look like the second-best team so far by a very wide margin. Yeah. And... I mean, honestly, I feel like third and fourth, it's just, it's the sacrifice teams. I don't know if either of them stand a chance against Alabama or Clemson. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Notre Dame is the weakest of that bunch. What would be the real shame in Alabama losing, though, is that we would see Alabama-Clemson as the first-round matchup. I'm cool with that. I don't want to see Alabama-Clemson again. I don't want to see them playing for... But I feel like... Then we'd see Alabama and Georgia again. I'd yeah, rather see that title. than Alabama. I, no, but what I'm saying is we're probably in for a blowout if we get Alabama-Clemson in the first round. Cause I, the, oh, you mean in the championship? Yeah, because yeah, okay. I think those two are the best teams, unless Georgia is as good as advertised. I mean, their only loss is to LSU. Well, yeah. And, I mean, there have been very, very quiet rumblings about Alabama's kind of struggle to put the foot on the gas recently. I mean, they were tied at 10 against Citadel at halftime. Yeah. So they've okay. kind of... They won by, like, 45. I know, I know. But they've had a tendency to sleepwalk through games recently. And, I mean, Georgia is not going to come into that game sleepwalking. I think we can all agree yeah, on that I one. I, I still think Alabama's going to win. I think Alabama's going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be close. And then, I mean, it's it's going to be the debate. Oklahoma and Ohio State, providing they both win. Yeah. And, At I mean... At this point, I would put Oklahoma. But... I... Okay, here's... Here's something, some food for thought. I mean, just personal bias, but I hope Ohio, they put Ohio State in so we can say that Purdue beat a team in the college yeah, football Yeah, I playoff. just I don't want to see Urban Meyer. Yeah, I hope that, but also I'm sick <laughs> and of the slimy Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope – I mean, that, that dude is the slimiest dude in college football right now. Yeah, I mean, and the thing – I mean, I have bias towards that too, but I think regardless of how he's Ohio like, State, he's like did, dying. I know, I, I know, and I mean, he's got all his shit from last yeah, year. Yeah, he's dying. We yeah. don't know that. Well, he's got a brain cyst. Yeah, it sounds pretty serious. It's serious, but I the back then to the Purdue coach. thing. Back to the Purdue having a win over a playoff team. I don't think there's anything Ohio State can do this week to diminish my experience from that game. Yeah, I don't think it matters if they were a top four team. When we beat them, they were number two, and that's what matters to me. And, I mean, Oklahoma, it's it's tricky. I mean, on one hand, yes, they gave up 190 points in the month of November. But on the other hand, we've seen Big 12 teams' defenses against other conferences, and they don't look that bad. It's because the other conferences don't have the offense. Exactly. Like Oklahoma, so I like think Big 12. I mm-hmm. think... To some degree, Oklahoma's defense is bad, but I think there is a certain element of just that's the conference they're in. Yeah. They have no prayer of stopping those teams anyway. Yeah. And I think if we do get Oklahoma-Alabama, we're going to get like a 70-40 to 40 game. I think that's within the realm of possibility. I would much rather see that. At least you see oh, yeah, you get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. in a vacuum, who do I think 
could possibly give Alabama the better game, it's easily the Ohio State team that played Michigan. I think yeah. that team has a chance against Alabama at least far more than Oklahoma does. Yeah, because that team was stellar on offense and then really good on defense. Yeah, they shut down the run game on defense. Alabama does do a lot on the run. I mean, they've got a boatload of running back prospects running that show. And, yeah, I mean, I think Ohio State at its peak gives them the better game. I just don't know if we're going to see Ohio State at their peak. I mean, we've seen it once this year. Yeah. And we've also seen their their basement, and it's not pretty. Right. I would, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen at this point, but... I would love to see UCF. Oh, so would I. I, I don't think it's going to. I don't think well, there is. Well, now they're not because did you see their quarterback? Yeah. Had a gruesome injury. McKenzie oh, Milton. fuck. Oh, you, oh, he lost blood flow to his yeah. leg. They just restored it like two days ago. Yeah. They, he has nerve damage. Were oh, they like, was it almost like amputation was It was. I don't know if it about. was close to that. but they, It'll probably come out that amputation was being yeah. talked about. But yeah, he has nerve damage that they're going to fix in a couple months. They just restored blood flow on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Like, it's brutal. I mean... Yeah, he had a he had a terrible injury. So I, th- I, I mean, I, I kind of I mean I don't know I don't know a damn thing about their backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean so. we'll see how they do against Memphis in their conference title game. Yeah, I honestly, as much as it'd be a great story, I don't see any scenario they get in. I think even if total chaos happens, I don't think it happens. What is total chaos? All, all... I think Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State all lose. And Clemson. And yeah, and sorry, and Clemson. They still probably won't make it in. I, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I don't think yeah. they will because it's going to be down to the strength of schedule argument. Yeah. And at that point, you can't dispute the fact that UCF has played the 127th worst schedule yeah. in college football. True. They got to – I mean, who was their non-conference schedule this year? Uh, I don't even know. This if year it anyway. was UNC, but that was canceled. That would have been a decent game. Uh, UConn. Yeah, that's they, it. They didn't play good teams. Pitt. Yeah, they played yeah. Pitt. Yeah, I mean, a... I mean, it it comes it comes back to, um, you know, whoever their coach is, they got to go out and schedule, you know. Prime but that's time. the thing is, no, none of these teams will want to face a team like UCF. Yeah, they don't. Because there's play. a risk. Yeah, they'll. Lose. I don't know if you they heard. Might... I don't know if either you heard the report a couple weeks ago, but apparently UCF inquired with Alabama about opening this year. Yeah. Against each other. But Alabama never returned the yeah, call. Of course like, they won't play yeah. it. Yeah. Because if they lose, then everyone then they'll have to admit. And then that the UCF football system is flawed. And, UCF goes and beats Alabama. Yeah. And the other talking point about this committee, and our boy Clat was talking about this the yeah. other day. There, there's this whole thing with the committee where if you have direct ties to a previ- or to a program, whether it's past or present, you have to recuse yourself from that team's discussion in the rankings. There are three people on this 13-person board with direct ties to Ohio State. They're so after end. this week, three guys can't even dispute the rankings in a 13-man committee. What kind of system is that? Yeah, three out of 13 that's... have to recuse themselves from the ranking of the top four because they have ties to one of the teams. Like, that's absurd. Yeah, that makes no sense. How many of them have ties to Alabama? I don't know. I know there's a bunch of SEC guys. I don't know if they're direct Alabama ties. I think a couple of them are, like, Florida and Georgia. I think has a couple, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the direct ties. I just know Ohio State specifically, there are three guys on the board that have direct ties. So that's three guys that can't even join the discussion. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's... uh... Why don't they get neutral parties? I know. I, that's what baffles me about or this just, committee system. just get a statistic that settles it. I mean, that's what the BCS yeah. was. I'm fine with it. BCS yeah. top four. Yeah. It's fine with me. Yeah, Instead I, of this 13-person half-SEC committee. Yeah, I mean, 
I in an ideal world, I would take a 13-person neutral committee over the BCS yeah. because I don't think stats tell the whole story. I think there is a certain element of just the eye test. I know, but also that that takes into account they 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 put together like three or four different rankings they based do. on like they do. Yeah. Like eye tests uh Statistics, offensive, defensive efficiency, they yeah, do it all. They, they do, but I would still rather see a neutral committee weigh stats and also just what we've seen over the course of a year. Because I think there are some stories that the stats don't tell. There aren't many, but I think there are still some. I'd take a stat any day. I'd take a ranking any day over 13. But if it's neutral, it's better. Yeah. It's, it's not that, neutral, and that's stupid. Yeah, and the fact that they have to recuse themselves, that's good. But when half your committee's recusing themselves in the final week, yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not get into another one of these rants. I mean, we yeah. just went through one of those, like, two weeks ago. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up today. We haven't talked about it yet, but Jeff Brom is staying yeah, Purdue. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the saving grace this week. Thanks. So God. relieved. And I didn't really believe the reports that were coming out I a long time ago. I don't ago. think anyone really like, did. Yeah. Like two, that was like almost two weeks before yeah. the announcement. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing Dan Dockich saying. Yeah. 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 Dan Dockich needs to leave his fingers off yeah. Purdue. Dan Dockich doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. half the time. He loved, He loves to really like build Big up ten. the hype over. Ten. Well, he wants to be the first guy to break yeah. that story, so he breaks it before it's breaks a story. It two weeks before, and hopes it turns into a story, so he can take all the credit yeah. and be like, "I called it." Yeah. <laughs> like, I told nah, him. That. Yeah, no, yeah. that that guy needs to stay away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just leave us alone. Brom staying. This is the second year he's tried this. Yeah. Like, like I said, I think if the timing were a little bit different, he definitely would have. I think it was two years later, because then he'd be four years into a rebuild. He's two years in. That's the thing. Yeah. He's got now. He's starting to get all of his recruits, Mm -hmm. and that's why he's staying. I mean, yeah, we have a very good recruiting class coming in next year that he's worked very hard. Like a top twenty-five. Yeah, top twenty-five. Yeah, I think it'll close as top twenty-five. Yeah, and I mean. I'm sure the pay raise was a very big factor. Yeah, I, I'm sure that hey, was. Hey, good job, Purdue. I'm sure that was something discussed. Figured out. Discussed he figured out. He's gonna the, leave. Yeah, all the money. Yeah, I'm sure that was a major factor in yeah. him not going to Louisville. But I mean, I can see him going there in the future. We'll see how their next coach does. I mean, they could hire a dud of a coach, fire him in two years, and Brown will go then. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's totally yeah, out of the after realm. After we've, you know, hopefully Done well. in the next two years, yeah, qualified for a, a pretty two, good bowl. Yeah. At the very I, least, not, two I'm more not, bowl games. I'm not going to say uh, a Rose Bowl. Cause I'm not going that far yet. I'm not going that far <laughs> yet Does that mean you have to still go through Michigan or Ohio State? or Not necessarily. It, well, if they get in the playoff. playoff. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, there's that group of five teams, and it's just tough for me to see Purdue breaking into. You have Michigan, OSU, Michigan State, Penn State, yeah. and Wisconsin. Yeah, and then you Those, still have Iowa, who's always pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska's usually solid. They weren't this year. But they turn it around later. They, and yeah, and I mean, they have Scott. Frost. Yeah. They're bound to get a good recruiting class. I mean, yeah, it looks. This was our window, and we kind of fucked it up. But oh well, we played pretty well. We did. We beat Ohio State, <laughs> yeah. which, and good, Iowa. which is good enough for me. We and beat the BC. teams that we shouldn't have beat yeah. and lost to the teams that we probably should have. Yeah, really. When you look at it, it could have been uh, eight and four, nine and three. Oh, I know. Year. It oh, also man. could have been two and eight. Yeah. Or two it and also nine. could have been. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm. I'm Happy I'm fine. Six with and it. six, okay. Again, we finished with a bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Again, two bowl seasons after what we saw the first year here. I'm I'm fine with that. It's yeah. better than the hazel days. <laughs> Anything's better than yeah. the hazel days. <laughs> I mean, everything's relative. Yeah. 
we could we could hire a, yeah. a flag football coach. We could. New That's producers don't better. know the the the, the, the horrors. Horrors. Yeah. horrors. The yeah. Hazel era. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, what a man. We'll we'll end the show on that note. Um, be back with us next week as we wrap up um, this semester. Or, you know, we we can call it a season of uh, of the sideline <laughs> yeah. savants. Season, season two or three. Season three. Or we, season three. Yeah, if we're season going three. per semester. Yeah. yeah. Season three of the Savants will be wrapping up in uh, in two weeks. So stay with us before then. We have an exciting Battle Royale episode coming up. Probably half the episode will be. Yeah, the Battle I mean, that Royale. one's going to take a while yeah. to sort <laughs> yeah. through. Um, uh, keep it locked on the Savants. Remember to follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Um, talk to you guys soon. See ya.